movie fans, welcome to Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind the Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cool classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Now put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today we are doing one of my favorites uh, for a long time, Mandy. Uh, the 2018 instant cult classic, Nick exploitation, or sorry, Cage exploitation, Nick Cage exploitation, uh, midnight movie, just instant cult classic. Like I said, it, it's it, it's fantastic. I I have a, a obsession, unhealthy obsession on this movie for a long time, and I finally get to talk about it. I've been wanting to do this one ever since. I started the show since my last show, actually, my last podcast, Movie So Bad They're Good. Uh, but I, I've just had so much for, you know, on, on my plate for a while that I never got to it until now. So here we are. Uh, very brutal movie. Uh, came out in 2018 by director Panos Kazumatos. I probably mispronounced that. Uh, this is his second film, followed by. Uh, beyond the black rainbow and that is a trip Uh, like if you think that this movie is a trip beyond the black rainbow is something absolutely insane very very amazing visuals very slow-paced film it's not for everybody just like this movie's not for everybody um and uh that's who i have here uh guests today i i have definitely not everybody um i i we, we've got a, a span of people some people like it some people don't like it some people kind of like it some people not sure if they like it uh but yeah let's let's bring them out um let's start with the two people who have seen this before breeze back a long time no see yeah it's been a minute my fellow cheddar goblin Hell yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's funny. I, I was I thought this was was funny that last time you were on here, you you disliked the movie, which was Existence, and then you haven't been back for like months since. I, I don't I want know. anybody to think that I just like kicked you off the show. I mean, you, you've I just been busy. No, uh, <laughs> that is totally the reason. Uh, I've been having a lot of things going on in the past month and a half. Uh, new digs, vacation, COVID, yeah. you name it. I'm there. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for just to give like reference since uh, most of the world doesn't know. Uh, I'm bringing in another B movie lover into the world. Awesome. That, nice pun there, too. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because, <laughs> oh, uh, well, your name is Brie, but online on like Facebook and stuff, your name is B. It is. So yep. that, that, that's, a, that's a great pun. I love that. <laughs> uh, you, uh, when was the first time you've seen us? Okay, so the first time I saw this was thanks to the group, the movie's so bad they're good, and the day this came out, I swear we got like 
25 submissions for Mandy, yeah. like in the span of an hour. Uh, kind of put it off for a week after like we discussed it, and then finally I was like, okay, I guess I, guess I got to watch this to see what the hype is. And oh boy, <laughs> I yeah. saw what the hype was. Right. So you like this movie? I like it. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite of the cage exploitations, but I definitely do like it. Okay. Uh, that that's fair. Um, it, like I said, it, it's it's. It's something. It, it's yeah. <laughs> like you love it or you hate it or you're confused by it, and I don't know. <laughs> I I love it. I like I said that earlier. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For those who don't know, me and Bree, we run a Facebook group called Movies So Bad They're Good, Midnight Cool Classics, and Camp. And yeah, the, that group blew up the day this came out. It really became an instant cult hit, and oh, I saw it uh, very shortly after, and I was like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> Um, it, it was a midnight film too. Uh, I remember it, it came out for like a week, at least here. I don't know everywhere else, but here in Austin, it was like a couple midnight screenings at Alamo Draft House. So it's it an actual midnight movie, which is right. awesome that those are even still a thing. Yeah. Uh, let's let's bring out somebody else. Uh, you, you all know Johnny Johnny Blackburn. From, oh, hey there. Give a flick I, I, I did forget to ask you earlier is did we get the copyright on this yet are we okay to we don't have to put it there, right we're good uh, nike's cool with it okay just making sure <laughs> I, I i just we'll find out i know you're i know you're in tight with the with the the upper management so i was just curious right uh, uh dude you know i mean this god man this this movie's just such a you're such a trip dude um i i watched it that one yeah. time last summer when i was on the trip um and remember i was telling you when i when i started that trip i was like okay I'm going to try and open myself up to more art house kind of absurdist type films, you know, um, a little more surrealist than I'm used to. So, you know, gave Mandy a shot. Uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, you remember you and I talked about it when uh, when I when I saw it first and stuff. Um, yeah, man, uh, I just I just remember because I was I checked that out and I hadn't really been privy to any of the uh, cage exploitation or Nick cage exploitation um, films at that time outside of, you know, when he was really popular in the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah. That, that so. does count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, not, not the face one. off and, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, you know, con air and yeah, all of the vampires. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no, actually I haven't seen that one. <laughs> what? No, I haven't. I've never even heard of it actually, to be quite honest with you. Um, um, but. And, and uh, oh, a while ago I had both of y'all on here when we did color out of space. Yeah, my favorite. Which uh, is the same one. is the same uh, production company, Spectre Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talk about. I mean, because I was reading up on them because you had mentioned it was Elijah Woods' company, right. and so uh, just just checking it out and stuff. And really, dude, I I kind of felt like he he almost kind of peaked really really young, and I thought this was an insanely intelligent and savvy business move on his part to create a production company indie style. Keep it low cost. Oh, yeah. Fi- somehow find this deal with Cage. Get these directors from Europe and these really uh, these obscure directors from here in the states, and um, keep it cheap. Keep it in the psychological thriller horror genre, and and just play to the masses because we all we've talked about it a million times on both our yeah. shows. Um, just how well horror sells. Uh, it's cheap to make, and uh-huh. uh, you know, I mean, I th- what was it on this? I think Cage Cage I think was paid like one and a half million or something like that out of the six million dollar budget. And they still yeah. did a great job with the special effects. Like it didn't really hinder them in, in any oh, way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Spectra vision is really good with, with that stuff. Like, yeah. like we did color out of space. There's a lot of other movies. <laughs> Cooties. Daniel isn't real. Arch enemy. 
um, Greasy Strangler, bunch <laughs> that, of stuff. <laughs> that's another <laughs> trip of a movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have some other guests, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to Spectre Vision a little bit later. Let me bring in uh, somebody else who hasn't been here in a while. Uh, my my old co-host and showrunner of my original podcast that I first did, Movie So Bad They're Good. Seth Myers is back from Who's Next podcast. Welcome back, man. Well, I'd like to say, as a representative of Nike, you're gonna have to take that fucking shirt off, sir. You can take <laughs> it off. There you go. <laughs> Or and I go all the way. I mean, you, you, now, you're the representative from now, Nike. Now, so. if you're going to keep it on, you got to turn the camera off. But if I hear you say checkmark and I hear you say Nike, legal will be in touch. Do you understand? You guys have, <laughs> you guys copyrighted checkmark. Damn. Yes. The word checkmark. Yes. Oh, he that said it. God damn it. Checkmark. That's, <laughs> hey, I don't have to pay it. It's it's it's, it's Ian and the Your camera's still right? on, sir. Your camera's still on. Your shirt's still on. I want to see a shirtless Johnny, or I want to see a blank screen. I, I can show you a nipple. That's 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 what I can offer. Not good enough. The checkmark. I, <laughs> I got a nipple and a checkmark. It ain't gonna that's work, right. sir. Gonna <laughs> get your ass out of here. Just go. <laughs> Just get to step it's done. <laughs> no, nah, it was good. I'm uh yep. Yeah, Who's next podcast? They were rocking that, so I'll do my quick plug right there. But thank you, Ian. Yes, we've been doing it for a while back in the past, and you have been. Yeah. Ranking it solo, my son, my prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> I've let you out in the wild. You and look what so you've much. done. <laughs> look what you've done. Yeah, man. Um, I yeah, definitely. I learned everything I did from from Seth and Johnny too by guest being a guest on his show. No. You learn how um, to get sued from Johnny. Don't. Take <laughs> Just, hey man it's but, all about blaming other people I, but yeah seth i, I definitely learned everything if, if you listen to our, some of our old shows on so bad it's good seth is is more like me like running the show having like segments and, and then there's me who's just like constantly just derailing the conversation I, I i was another person <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it was always good having you on, man. Uh, the old crew was still good. It was still good, yeah. uh, for sure. By the um, way, I, I uh, recently started talking to Nikolai. Hit me up. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still, yeah. I still got him on my Facebook. I see him post from time to time. That's yeah, I, I've been trying to get him back on here, but with the time okay. difference and delay, and uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's not as available as he was back then. He he lives in Sweden. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But uh, anyway, Mandy. Uh, yeah. What, so I, I was like, I was thinking, man, I, I, I miss Seth. I want to get him back on here. I'm doing Mandy. I was like, he, he probably won't like this, but it's a crazy Nick Cage, maybe. So I don't know. And then here you are. Yeah, total dog <laughs> shit, man. This movie's awful. <laughs> you really think so? Like, oh, no, I don't. I, I'll say this. I actually think this movie is like what y'all said. Well made. The effects and everything were good. I, I think there's a lot of positives with this. But um, there's a point in the movie that I guess I wish it turned. I don't know if we're getting to that point to talk into the details of it, but there's a point where I wish it turned and it, it didn't exactly the way I thought. And I don't know. It just didn't really sit with me well. And um, like, I felt like I got it. There are some elements of it. I'm pretty sure I missed because it is one of those kind of weirder feels a little more yeah. like um, an artsy type movie, which I mean, pros and cons to whoever but it just it and also i'm kind of almost burnt out with crazy nick cage Mm. um it's fun and i had fun seeing that 
but it feels like more and more movies now are like, do the crazy, Nick, do the crazy. And he's like, ah! you get that? It's like, <laughs> there's so much of that you get that it's to the point where it's like, okay, you know, and like, teachers own, like, for some people, I can see if this is like, especially younger generations, this is their first time experiencing a Nick Cage film. They're going to, I think they'll have a lot more fun with it. Um, for me, I'm kind of, I do understand why this is cult classic and why you had so many people like, oh, Mandy, Mandy and your group and stuff. Like, for sure, uh, I get it. I, I'm not here to shit on it, but it's just, I wasn't taken with it. I'll put it that way. Not your flavor. Okay. I'll explain that's fair. when we get a little more into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for movie. sure. Yeah. I, I definitely wanted to, since this movie is so, like, polarizing i guess mm-hmm. i i definitely wanted to get different point of views on here so i, I appreciate you joining in and we'll, sure. we'll uh we'll we'll uh yeah talk about all that i i do have one more person bring in uh he, he's been in a lot of recent episodes the other ian in in the cult what's going on y'all hey yeah. seth man if, if, if you taught Ian all that stuff, man, couldn't you teach him to get a decent internet connection, dude? Looking like a <laughs> pixelated Bob Ross. Taught, you can only buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, my, my internet sucks. No, you look you look better now, actually, to be honest. Oh, okay. Maybe it's because you're smaller. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, but huh? oh, no, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, keep, keep it small. It helps. So, anyway. uh, yeah, yeah, Mandy. This was, uh, this is my first time seeing Mandy. Uh, not my first Nick Cage movie, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, I was at first, I was kind of, it felt like a little bit of a drag at the beginning. It was pretty slow, yeah, real, real that, slow that, burn. Which that's is, definitely the, uh, the main criticism I guess. But I think, I think I was kind of, after watching the whole thing, I think I was kind of started out watching it wrong. Cause it's, it's, it's more, it's more to be experienced like an album. I think like, a like, okay. like, a, like, a, and, a uh, it gives you a sense of synesthesia uh as well like when when you see the sounds and hear the colors you know uh that, yeah. that was something that was something I, I felt from it but it, it's it's a ride it's a it's like a lazy river ride but very so much more metal yeah. <laughs> and yeah, well, well but quite uh vacant on drums through through the majority of the soundtrack yeah. as well very metal uh, but very Yes, low key. I I want to actually bring that up, and I guess now is a good time to do that. The uh, yeah, the score is a very metal, very uh, like loud, heavy, distorted guitars. But yeah, no no drums. That uh, the interesting thing is that the guitarist who recorded all that he comes from a band called Sun, which is a drone doom metal band. Uh, which is three guitarists, I think, and no drum. And it's, it, so you have the subgenre of doom metal, which is very heavy, slow paced, very slow um, tempo. Then you have its own subgenre called drone metal, which is even slower and more hypnotic and ambient. And that's what Sun is. And uh, that they actually uh, sound a bit like this. I thought it was pronounced Sun O. Is it not Sun O? No, like yeah, the spelling is S U N N O, and then parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. Okay, I it's pronounced the O. 
I don't pronounce the parentheses. Is that yeah, no, it, it's just sun. It's just sun. Uh, you, you, yeah, the O is silent. Thanks for saving me from, <laughs> from an, an embarrassing time at the sun show. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is this is it. Um, as, as you can see, this is a hour and thirty-seven minute concert. Let's skip ahead to eighteen minutes. It's perfect for talking over. <laughs> yeah. So is the uh, oh parentheses parentheses parentheses? Is that just like a smiley face? Then? It, it's like I I think it, it's like a visual of just the, the, the feedback. The oh. But yeah, this, this is it. If you go to a song concert, this is what you're getting. Yeah, I don't know about this concert at all, but I will say that I actually enjoyed the the the, the way they use music in this movie. I, I'll say that, that I thought that was yeah. well done. Yeah. I really liked the parts where it kind of came in and oh, I love it. Scenes. I have, so yeah, they got they got one of the guitarists from that band and uh, had him record that. I I loved it so much, especially like in the in the end of the movie where he's just like on his rampage and, and he's going to like down in, into like the bunker area or the church or whatever. And you just hear that. It, it really fits the, the theme and the, mm-hmm. everything. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely one thing I, I, I love about this movie because I'm, I'm a huge metalhead. I'm a huge doom metalhead. Like I, I fucking love doom metal. So when I watched this movie, I was just like, yes, this is just like everything I love. I, I love the metal, the doom. I love the gore. You're wearing a black Sabbath shirt. I mean, we get it exactly. And so did Mandy. So yeah. did Mandy. Yeah, she movie. she had a Sabbath shirt. Yeah. We oh the the other media introduced. Did y'all look up any of those books she was reading? Um, I I think some of them were made up for the movie. Were they? So they gave real bands and made up books. Um. Uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Jeremiah's recording that he played for her. They actually, like, that wasn't real, but they made it real. That Like, you could buy a, his record and listen what? to that, like, that folk, like, Jeremiah's dad was a hell of a man or whatever. <laughs> Dude, they, made, they made it even worse than uh, Manson. Yeah. You know? Which, yeah, this is definitely like kind of a, a very Manson esque thing. Uh, before we get into all that, let's uh play the trailer. I've got that right here. Very special together. 
What are you going to do with that thing? We're going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil. <laughs> Yo, that was Bill Duke, though, man. You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. Existed its own supremely unnerving dimension. You exceed the cosmic darkness. It glowed from within. Strange and eternal. chainsaw's longer than yours. <laughs> Coming soon. That's soon. <laughs> um, man, oh, man. Uh, fun fact. Uh, the director, his father, uh, I'm, I, I don't remember what his name, I probably should have come prepared, but he is, he directed, uh, damn it, I really should have come prepared. <laughs> um, hey. All right. Yeah, Hold on, let me, I got it right here, Ian. Let oh, me just uh, so that yeah, his father directed. Uh, I wish I did, man. That Godfather, be, right? That'd be good. No, but um, Johnny, really? I, I I know that you'll you'll uh, like this. Um, once I, I find out what it is, all right. But figure it out. Wait, while while Ian's irony being this, uh, can we just touch on the fact that we saw Bill Duke in that uh that that trailer and. He was, uh, he, he's of course known for his incredible role in uh, Predator, as yeah. well as as Mr. Charles and Sister Act. Two, oh Back yeah, Habit, absolutely. Which yeah. is one of the <laughs> best right. films of all time. Dude, personally, that, one of my top five. It was such a treat when, when he yeah. when he shows up. You're like, oh shit, that guy. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. He, like, he's first, like, he, I know. He, he plays first roles. Lauren Hill and then him. Like Sister Act Two is the best sequel ever. <laughs> Honestly, way better. But than he he plays roles where he just shows up and you're like, oh shit, it's that guy. Like and, uh, <laughs> it's that guy, just like it's that director, right? Uh, men, like um, his father. Men, men <laughs> is, uh, to society, he shows up and you're like, oh shit. But uh, Tombstone is the movie I was like it up. Oh, okay. The, uh, oh. the guy who directed Tombstone, this is his son. Really? Why'd you, wow, why'd right? you, what a what yeah. a departure. Yeah, right. that's uh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, talk about Apple fell really far from the tree. Okay. Uh, and uh, th this movie kind of has something to do with that. So his he died, the, the director of Tombstone. Uh, uh, his name is uh, George P. Cosmatos. Uh, he died, and then his son, Panos, made the movie Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is like kind of a uh him dealing with his frustration of loss and being without a parent which is some themes in in that movie and then Mandy is is like his dealing with that loss and so it's like kind of a the two movies that they really go pretty well together uh beyond the black rainbow is less like metal and gory and stuff but more psychedelic and way longer pace so, so much slower than mandy is if you guys think mandy is slow beyond the Ra black rainbow is is 
makes Mandy look like fucking uh, speed. Run. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> no, speed. The the movie about the oh, bus with okay. the bomb. Oh God! <laughs> nauseous. You meant the drug or the yeah. <laughs> I get I get what you meant, Ian. The the movie Speed. It moves fast. It's a fast plate paced plot. I get yeah. it. Uh, you're on the comparison. <laughs> Good job. Uh, another fun fact. Uh, did did uh, any of you recognize the guy who played Jeremiah, the actor? Mm-mm. He is Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins. Oh, oh wow! Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. I never go back and watch Batman Begins again. <laughs> and the uh, the guy who kills Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins is also in this movie. He's the chemist who yeah. who yeah okay. does who creates the acid. So yeah. I I thought I thought that was fun. Um. Uh, do you think they knew that before they went into it, or they showed up on set? And were like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, man, well, I remember you." They're not in any scenes together. Well, but... they might have been at craft services at the same time, or so you never know. Just because they weren't in scenes together, didn't mean they didn't like rub elbows walking. Depends if they were filming the, the two scenes on the same day. Yeah, they were. Right. Well, might have was that it doesn't say on like on Google or anything if there's like a connection. Like, I don't know, like the. One of the assistant directors, or something, or one of the production companies said Batman I, Begins I, also I can't did. find it. No, I, uh, link I them know. to I Elijah Wood. I bet you can link them both to Elijah yeah. Wood somehow. Six degrees like... of Elijah Wood, right? There yeah. we go. <laughs> Scoot over Kevin Bacon. Um, so, uh, Seth, since you, or yeah, so your your main uh, thing about this is that it's like too slow paced, too like kind of artsy. No, actually, that didn't bother me at all. Uh, even oh, okay. some of the artsy stuff, um, I'm okay with. Um, I guess I just, I guess I wanted a different movie. I don't know. I mean, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of stuff like revenge type movies, you know? Right. I, read, I mean, one of my favorite score. comic comic book characters is Punisher. I like him, and that's his shtick right there. Um, different things like that uh, stick with me. There was a point in the movie where like everything is kind of slow and methodical and and you could tell you know it's definitely supposed to be drug induced but it's but in some points it it really presented itself like some of the religious aspects of this stuff was real uh for Uh instance he found her through a dream it seems Hmm. um from from what i got unless i just missed that or did was she just walking in the woods yeah, oh, yeah. oh, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. She was. Oh, and they, and they, they, uh, so that's how they saw. Her? Okay, because I, I mean, he, he was eyes. probably tripping balls. The, so. the way it kept like <laughs> clipping, the way it kept clipping through, it almost felt like they, she was in a dream or something. It was a very short these scenes where they were sleeping together and stuff. But uh, I could have missed something on that. that but was, uh, and also idea. when they do the whistle and the guys come out in the four wheelers and all yes. the kind of armor garb and everything. There were elements of it that felt like, oh, maybe some of this stuff is like real because they had this demonic type oh, of very like, much so. Look, oh, to well, that, that's an easy to explain uh, reality. See, they were they were using super LSD. Super yeah. LSD gave them superpowers, <laughs> and then when Nick Cage got some, he got superpowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes sense. Well, yeah, well, my point know. was what I was hoping was it was so like I'm, I'm gonna use an example. So, uh, Hereditary, right? Have you ever seen that movie? 
Yeah. Yeah. Johnny hates Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I really liked Hereditary. I know. I, I, tons of my friends did. Yeah. Another polarizing movie there. Yeah, I, I did. So one of the things about Hereditary is the whole movie. You don't realize that this is like a cult thing until like the very end, and then the fact that it's actually a real cult, like it's real. Yeah. So the whole time I was thinking maybe this is like a real cult thing, and these things are uh -huh. real. And then when Nick Cage says he gets those weapons and he has that scene where it's still kind of build the whole movie's kind of building in this kind of flow. And that scene almost stops and he's like, it's a bunch of crazy fucking people doing this shit or whatever. And I was like, oh, so it's not real and he's going to fuck them all up. Okay, that's interesting. And he's just going to destroy through them. But then he ends up taking the drugs and flow and it kind of flows in that state where I was hoping he was that this kind of point that was against all that kind of craziness that built through and like where hereditary, the reason I bring that up is like, it's actually real in this one. It, it was like a flip on it where it's like, it's actually not. And it's this revenge movie and yeah. it like pops in at this end point. So I don't know. I was, I was hoping it was that I didn't really understand why he started taking the drugs and doing them, I guess. Cause they're all on drugs, including. Yeah. It's movie, like, so. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I would because it felt like he had some kind of different backstory from yeah. everybody. And so I, I guess that was what I was hoping. And it just felt a little almost aimless, if that makes sense. And I guess hmm. and maybe I just misinterpreted the movie. And you know, fine. It just to me, I guess when that I mean when that scene happened, it even all stops. And he's like, Oh, there's a bunch of fucking crazy religious nuts and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, like this is this is going to be interesting because then it would be interesting to see him pick apart their religion as being so stupid as he came hmm. through and just murdered them all. And I thought right. that would have been interesting. And I felt like instead he kind of became part of it in a sense. I mean, even at the end, he tells them, "I am your." Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah, so he, he, just he definitely became one of them. Where I sure. thought it would have been more interesting if he would have picked apart that religion. I, so i don't know i, I like i like that that would be an interesting way to go but i i i do at the same time i i do like the way it they did go with him becoming sure. one of them um but i would say look it, it's all well done um i i i didn't think it, the slowness of it bothered me i enjoyed I the music of it it really it really had a um a thematic element to it. Like it, it really felt like it kind of gripped you in. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't find that dull or that was my reasoning. It just, I felt like to me, there was a better direction. This movie could have gone and it just kind of disappointed me that. And then I think they also leaned into Nick's cages crazy. And I think, yeah, I think that's becoming uh, more of a hindrance for Nick cage because I think these directors get a hold of him. And they're just like, do the thing, do the thing. And uh -huh. I, I think maybe they need to start like, you know what, Nick Cage? Yeah, you've done that. Let's do something different with you and, and kind of push him in a different direction. I don't think. And this Have you seen the new uh, Nick Cage movie? The Unbearable uh, Weight of Massive Talent? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. I so they <laughs> they uh they went with a different direction with it. Awesome. Like what you're talking um, about, they did cool. go that different direction. It, yeah, Pig went a different direction as well. He went a really yeah. different direction. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's, that's 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 my take on it. So that's that's, yeah, 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 but, but Seth, wait, were you talking about with the uh, why, like why he would do the LSD out of nowhere? I think it's it's uh, kind of the breadcrumbs are there for you to infer that uh, 
that Nick is a is a recovering alcoholic in this film. Like that, I, yeah, what, that's true. What, yeah. what yeah. normal person has a, a giant unopened bottle of vodka hidden on the bottom shelf in the bathroom underneath the towels, right? Yeah. And 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 it didn't show him drinking at all when he was with his uh his, his yeah. girlfriend. Right? Uh, actually in the very intro when the King Crimson song is playing and he's with his his work buddies at the end of the shift, they offer him a beer and he's like, No. I will say this though. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I, I will say this though. My wife actually used to work in a uh, drug program uh, for government and stuff. So she's dealt with a lot of alcoholics and drug addicts. And there's a mm-hmm. clear different line from alcoholics and drug addicts. They actually look at each other differently. They have different perspectives of each other. They don't That's always true. blend. And so just because he's an alcoholic doesn't mean he would fuck around with some weird shit in somebody's room. That I don't know. I, I think what it's saying is an alcoholic is one dead spouse away from – turning to it maybe so and, and, and maybe so and look yeah, uh, he also like, did a bunch of cocaine right. too uh yeah, he did. i, I think i think it was like and then he, he took a taste of that you know i guess the acid he and, probably wasn't even expecting to live through this he, he was just like i've got nothing to lose i'm just going to go yeah. fucking all the way well my interpretation it. of it was i really didn't see i get what you're saying and i i'd agree breadcrumbs were there to show his alcoholism but I don't know if that always leads to being like strangely involved with some really weird drug stuff too, like the jar of shit just there and then just snorting cocaine off the glass. Like I get you're ready to throw your life away maybe because you're lost. I, I, that I don't know. I don't feel like it's, it's to each his own in this interpretation. I don't think yours wrong, but for me, I didn't feel like it was enough there to verify that. So Oh, well, you know, it's it also gives me hard uh, MK Ultra vibes too, with the way that they yeah. can, can mil- militarize the use of LSD. I think that's a brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's connection. what they were leaning into. Beyond I, the I, Black I, Rainbow is a little bit more of that direction. Oh, yeah. Ultra hey, hey, don't spoil it for me, okay? Oh, that's all. Now, now, now I can't watch Hereditary. I already know how it ends. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> um, so, how how did you feel about the part in the bathroom where he starts freaking out? Because that's pretty most people who love this movie that that's like their favorite scene. That's Raise your hand movie. if you didn't laugh. Ooh, yeah, right. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I a little bit chuckled. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. He tr- he tried, but it should but be the it, most it's, touching. It's such a, it's yeah. He goes through so many emotions of that saying. I I have it right yeah, here actually. 100. So uh, I love the whitey tighties. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween costume. That's right. <laughs> you can pull it off. <laughs> it looks so, like he's got the wallpaper too. It's awesome. It looks like he's got something. It looks like he's stuffing a little bit, doesn't it? Like he's got a little like like you can't yeah, see maybe much like, outline. You don't know, do you notice that or, uh, or is it just like what's going on down there? You know? He, is it just underwear? I, I feel like he's got some underneath it too. Do you think that's actual vodka? Like is he actually chugging vodka or That's the easiest thing know. to make, dude. That's definitely water. Yeah. Especially if he was pouring it on wounds. There's no way. Well the wounds aren't real also. Right. <laughs> but if it was actual alcohol, it would wash the paint away for the you know the special effects, right? Yeah. See, once oh. this part in the scene hit, this 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 part seemed genuine and authentic to me. I wasn't really laughing in this area. I was it laughing when he yeah. was like going up, like you know, in octave yeah. time with yeah, that that that's a uh, that is an amazing scene with, with lots of different emotions, and yeah, laughter is part <laughs> of it because 
I mean, we we know that it's not real, and it's Nick Cage just <laughs> being Nick Cage. So you're like, well, okay, touching on it. touching on Seth's point, it's like it, it seemed like the director was okay. Now do the Nick Cage thing, and then they recorded <laughs> yeah. that. You yeah, know? absolutely. Hey, look, the Nick Cage thing is good, and like I said, you know, people will enjoy it, especially if you're not as familiar. And look, I enjoyed it for what it was, but again, it's it just like. Again, when that scene happened, I was like, "Yeah, here's the part." You know, like this is what you make. A, you definitely me. make a good point. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how he himself feels about that. Uh, I mean, that that's what he's good at. Well, so, he he, right. he compared filming this movie to to something like when he was a kid uh, using Super Eight in the backyard. That that you're you, they were filming it just for the love of it, not for the the ability to to make money or to. Uh, to go out and, and get awards or Oscars. But the funny thing is, I didn't know he took like fucking 40% of the budget. What was that, Johnny? One and a half one... million. Yeah, out of the six. Crazy. Or 1.4 or something. You know, something around yeah, that. yeah, that's like, it's come crazy. on, crazy. Yeah, that's... that's, 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 that's a, that reminds that's me of um, the yeah, Street Fighter spiel movie. Doesn't... Did y'all know about the Street Fighter movie uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the budget was like, if I remember right, I want to say it was about... Uh, I want to say it was 30, 30 some odd million for the budget and John claude van damme and ross julia each took eight million so half the budget went to two actors damn. and the other half of the budget went to the rest of the movie wait, wait john, john claude van damme and who uh Raul, i think <laughs> did i say the name wrong i'm sorry uh in bison no, i don't i'm, I'm sure you played in bison Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you said it right. I re I recognize that guy. Was that was, he played Gomez Adams, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Same guy, right? Yep. yep, yep. That, that, that guy could garner that much money at like equal footing with Jean Claude Van Damme when, at one point. When we covered it in Losing Lives, it was in the facts that they paid them. I want to say they paid them eight million each, or maybe the fact was sixteen million went to those two actors. So maybe it was different. It's been a while since uh, I covered that, but I do remember that fact that half that budget went to two actors. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. The movie. That is a pretty. I, be, I, I bet you Jean Claude got a little more than eight. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Maybe out so. on a limb. Maybe so. Mm -hmm. That was like blood sport that. kickboxer era. He could do no wrong. He was, <laughs> he was, right. he was cameoing and friends and shit. You know. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know? so, but, but but hey, who's taking it off the rails now? Ian, what, right. let's talk about man. <laughs> well, what did y'all think about where you, you don't see the the movie title we, we finished the intro two-thirds the way through the movie, <laughs> the, movie title show, the movie title shows up like an hour in and it yeah. splits yeah. it very well uh, oh two, yeah absolutely. Two for sure yeah absolutely mm. yeah and actually it's really three because it, it starts out with a different uh a different title i forgot what it said but it was welcome like, to uh silver melvin some, yeah. some about the woods and, or something. And, yeah, and then shortly after it was the children of the new dawn when we're introduced yeah. to the to the cult, and then when he picks up the axe thing, and we see that badassness. Then it goes. You Randy. you said you said you felt it was three acts. What did you feel was the middle act? Uh, well, yeah, it's the children of the new dawn. So when we're introduced <laughs> to the hippies to the cult and then they like do their whole thing and they kidnap or not kidnap them but they, okay i guess i was concerned that part of the first act and then once he went through that i mean the trauma a um, regular film and time wise yeah it is the first act but like that's when it shows children of the new dawn and then you see that up until mm -hmm. he makes his axe and then it says mandy and then after mandy is where he goes on his rampage um, but and then what, what did you all think about when he was forging that axe? Like, I was 
just like man, it's so cool. Yes. Yeah. How many masculine things can we throw into one movie for Nick Cage to accomplish? <laughs> Dude, right. True, good, good point. But I just I love like uh, the, the music going on, and he's got like the the sunglasses, and he's just like not not even like will uh, like welder glasses. He just has some a pair of like aviators. <laughs> I like Was there a point to the the design of it at all, or anything? Was there something a little yes, more? Yes, actually. Yeah, I just maybe just missed. I was um, curious about that. that. It was a reference to something. Uh, yeah, it's a reference. Uh, the plot, no, yeah. but the reference, the, I, th- I think it's Celtic Frost is the band okay. that their F and Frost is that shape of that X. Oh, okay, cool. Does it have? Does it have two handles? Does it have that that cutout handle uh, on the right? I don't know because that looks more like some Klingon shit to me, and I don't even like Star Trek. That's that. <laughs> I think that's some Klingon shit, dude. Um, but, uh, so Johnny, you said, you said you really liked it. Uh, you're, uh, usually like, you don't like the slow paced artsy films. So like the first, that's not necessarily true. Uh, so like from what I've, like from what I've told you before, if there's not good character arc and the dialogue is lacking in every area, then you're very right. Then I'm very bored. Then I'm very bored. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, the first half definitely, I mean, I agree with Seth, you know, it it moved much slower. It was definitely as not a sloth pace, but it was much slower. Um, I liked the second half better, um, but I still enjoyed the first half, you know, I Um, I feel like this this movie kind of, uh award like rewards you for like sitting through the first yeah the first a little bit yeah because you get to finally (laughs) you get to go on the trip with him to to his realization of he's like okay now it's a classic revenge horror fest film and Mm -hmm. let's go to work okay let's 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 pop some heads bust some skulls you know let's be honest the reward is the appearance of bill duke okay (laughs) (laughs) of course that's what i was really getting at so just about the hour mark (laughs) but um yeah uh, I maybe this is unpopular, but I liked the first half. Uh, I don't. Oh, think I, I liked it too. I, 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 really I, I, I just thought it slower. I don't <laughs> even think it was that slow. In the fact that I mean, if there was, like you said, there was no dialogue, there's no buildup. I agree, but I mean, like the dialogue. Okay, yeah, it was like a little corny, but I mean, the cinematography and the music was letting you really get attached to these Absolutely. characters. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, they, they, like they, when they're they, talking about like the planets, you had that soft pink lighting, like showing the passion between these characters, or when she's telling the story about the starlings, you had that blue that like, conveyed the sadness. I, I didn't think it was that slow, honestly. Maybe that's I, I agree with you. I, I would. I didn't really say that. I felt like it was too much of a slog or anything like that. I mean, it's. Slower than the action beats of the later half, for sure. I mean, that's just right. a fact. But I didn't, I wasn't bored by it. I'd say like, okay, it, it yeah. stopped me and caught my interest. Like, a lot I, of people were. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the people who who claim to have hated the movie that that's usually the critique that they give is that it's just yeah. too slow, too boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to cl- I want to clarify that I I wasn't saying that the first half of this movie didn't have character arc or the oh yeah, no, I'm no just, I, you yeah, didn't I say that you. at all yeah, I'm yeah. saying I agree with you yeah, yeah. Uh, but when when you were watching it was there any point where you were like okay this is you're going on a little too long I'm starting to get bored it's a pretty it was a pretty good runtime I think it yeah. it's it suffices yeah. I, think I think it, yeah it the runtime was probably long. perfect. Yeah. Did yeah. anybody else find themselves zoning out and having to rewind it and watch a scene over again to to remember what was going on? Couple that happened. Years. I had to. I swear, when she first 
uh, gets dosed with acid and, and she's uh and Jeremiah goes on his little speech. I had to rewind that shit like six times. That speech was on a little too long and the flipping it of the was. faces. Like I, I love the, the trick they were doing, but yeah. it kind of zoned me out too. I agree. It yeah, induced absolutely. other thoughts. It, it induced me to think about life instead of escape from it. <laughs> well, that that's the point. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. they got exactly what they wanted from me. Yeah, no, no, I think that I think I really think that's what it. Uh, and uh, yeah, the the scene where it shows his face and then morphs into her face, and then you it's his face again. Uh, not only is that just a cool effect, and then and they're both tripping on acid. So, but uh, I I think like kind of the reason for that is that they're showing that he's stripping her of just like her own identity, and he like. With the acid and, and the stain, and so she, or at least that's their goal is to like remove her identity from her and then put put his own, like substitute his own in there. See, I, and, I thought that was a, I thought that was a throwback to the Starling story where she saw her father, who she sees as a reflection of herself, because you know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's your father killing these Starlings, doing evil things, and and then she looks into jeremiah's eyes and, and she sees her reflection back at her again and he's mm-hmm. doing quite you know s- metaphorically the same thing killing starlings right yeah. getting these innocent kids and dosing them with acid and then sacrificing them to a bunch of meth head bikers you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh what, what did you all think about jeremiah well acted yeah yeah for very sure. well done yeah. very charles manson i'm i'm Great. glad to know that I can tell everyone that I saw Batman's dad's dick. And <laughs> it's circumcised. Exclusive so, sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. I got the exclusive sneak peek. So every time that I go back and watch Batman Begins and see that scene, I'll be like, I know what your dick looks like, sir. <laughs> I really like the part where uh, he was quoting uh, Blue Velvet when he's like, don't fucking look at me. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was definitely a reference to that for sure. I definitely uh, like yeah. a lot of the references in this movie. Yeah, sure. I, I, lo- I love that that he's so like powerful, or and he he's commanding this whole room of his followers that will do anything. Like he he even talks down to them. Like that that one lady, he he's just so mean to her. And then the other girl, he he makes her like play Russian roulette to show her love to him. He's so powerful, but as soon as somebody else just like completely just laughs at him. He he loses his mind. He can't. He has such a huge. He's such a huge narcissist with a huge ego, but he just like he's so at the same time on the inside he's so frail and fragile, and and then at the end he he's just talking shit to Nick Cage, to to Red. And as soon as he like steps up, he's like, "Oh no, please don't kill me! I'll suck your dick." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I wrote that down in my notes. Uh, like he said, he said, "I'll s y s y d." You know, like yeah. Uh, so, like, I I love that dynamic that of this character who he he just on the outside he's super powerful and he he has all these followers who will do anything for him. But then what, once that like you see through that he's he's nothing. He's so little and just. Yeah, he's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like any real life cult leader. If you really want to get into it, like, no problem. Just yeah. did, they just did a really good job with that overall. Uh huh. Yep, I'd agree, and I think that's a good point to make too, because he does make that point that 
because he, he's a he's upset because she laughs at him <laughs> and he seems to take it meaning that like her love for nick cage is more powerful than what he can do to her with the drugs so that's yeah. why he has the girl do Russian roulette in front of his face to show that look how much they all love me. Like he needs that validation mm-hmm. of his. And they can't even do anything to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I thought I thought he was good. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of great uh-huh. elements here. But when I think it's just when you look at the bigger picture for me, like I would have liked to have seen more of the lean in on the religious cult. But right. I get it. They were all high, and this was more of a a, a Manson, I guess, thing. Uh, that he they did, were. He, he did call them Jesus freaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, what are you hunting for, Jesus freaks? I didn't yeah. know they were in season. And, and I was hoping to see <laughs> yeah, more, more of a dismantling of that kind of belief, and and when he comes through and just starts murdering. Yeah, them I mean, that, really there's a little bit. There's a like, little bit of what I just explained but yeah i i get what you're saying you there know, there is but like it, it's at the end point i would have loved to seen like maybe you see him talking about his god and like you almost see from his vision him as this mon- like this behemoth strong person and you see this little guy dismantle him he can't do anything because his religion is nonsense and yeah. so like that i don't know some stuff like that they could have still had fun with those visual aspects but like played with that concept and um, I don't know. It would it would have been a little more interesting for me. Uh, he was in Rome, so he did as, as they did, and he said, "I am your God," and he mm-hmm. he became the cult leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, is that would have been cool if instead of like killing all of them, if they just start worshiping, like he he leaves them alive and they start worshiping him. Yeah, that wouldn't have been that bad either. That's actually kind of interesting. interesting twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he left one of them alive. He left the girl that played the Russian yeah. roulette because she she was the only one that wasn't enjoying the murder of Mandy. Because mm. all the others, they were like really getting into it. Yeah, she was like she was like Mandy one point oh, you know. Yeah, like she was the, she was the Mandy from the from the last town over. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the the one who who didn't laugh. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, all right, let's talk about the the bikers. The <laughs> demonic bikers. I love uh, these guys. You mean, you mean Hellraiser? Yeah, yeah I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, totally. Is Pin, is, I was going to say, is, did, is Pinhead in this movie? Like, <laughs> like those yeah. flashing lights? Okay. Yeah, that, that's the guy who he ran over in his in his car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> copyrights off a lot of yeah. franchises. And, and Bill Duke even said, like, they were in so much pain, but they loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he calls them the, the Black Skulls, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the idea right. is that they were just like this crazy motorcycle game that just came out of nowhere. Uh, the chemist, uh, he he gave them like a special type of acid that just completely changed them and turned them into animals. That's a great origin story. I love and it. you I can really just do. call them with a dog whistle, apparently. <laughs> the ocarina yeah. of time out there. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> it, it feels like they kind of like. He 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 does the call and they just like ascend from hell, basically. Mm-hmm. No, they live um, in a shack like, like from a mile into the woods. Hours. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now here, here's the thing: is that what I really like about them? So they're these demonic bikers that are like in this armor and shit from hell and everything. Uh, there's another movie, and I know at least a couple of you know what movie this is another movie that had also has demonic bikers from hell 
uh, armored. Oh, I'd love to see that, Ian. <laughs> All right. Well, here it is right here. It's too scary. Can you stop it? <laughs> Get him! There you go. Okay. Take out the trash, baby. <laughs> Over there. No, you don't even need to ask me. Oh, why are you killing those guys? They didn't do anything. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Wow, that's excessive. <laughs> That's very, very elaborate. That's, uh... yeah, speaking of someone who's gotten tattooed on the back of the knee, I do not want to get it sliced. <laughs> That's a nasty place. So, they also know Kung Fu? Hell yeah. Are these the zombie robots we were talking about earlier? I hope so. <laughs> they should bite them all. This is where it, at the outbreak at the hospital. It makes, it yeah. makes sense. They got the viruses. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of ours. <laughs> Dorothy, get up. We got places to. They've got an MO here. <laughs> yeah. wow. So, does anybody know what movie that is? No. That's Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I've only Fair seen enough. part of Hobo with a Shotgun. I didn't finish that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, this, is in, years, uh, this is in the third mm -hmm. act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's the plague where, um, yeah, the Hobo's doing too much damage in the city. And by that's damage, right. he's I mean, doing too he's much killing pedophiles and mm -hmm. pimps and yeah. drug dealers and shit. Right. So the the bad guy, he's like, yeah. called the, a plague. And Mayor's son or something. These bikers, like demonic armored bikers from hell and it's like so and that they pretty much the hobos in that hospital and they're just like killing their way to get to them <laughs> and, and, uh, and and so when i saw mandy i was like this is very similar you know what else is similar to that <laughs> fast and the furious seven. Oh yeah <laughs> i i have not you seen it there's a scene in that movie really? where what Jason Statham is talking to his brother in the hospital and he's like, I'm going to get revenge for you. And then like everything looks fine. And then the camera mm -hmm. pans out and he's done destroyed the entire hospital getting to the room where his brother's at. Oh, and okay. all you see is just wreckage and destruction all throughout. As That's the exactly what we just out. So it's kind of like that, but they did the aftermath of it. It's funny. Man. I well, hate that know. we just compared Fast and Furious 7 <laughs> to anything we're watching. Well, you're fucking welcome. So you brought me on the show. Blame Ian uh, over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame me. He's pointing at me, not Ian. He's pointing yeah. at Ian. There's a lot of Ian, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Ian, Ian. But uh, uh, no, no. I think there was Ian. I, I see where you're coming from. That this, this yeah, I can see the similarities. All black. Yeah, uh, Fast Furious Seven. I but, get it. But there's one thing that they're, <laughs> uh, you know, we're gonna leave Vin Diesel out of this. But there's one thing that they were missing. Uh, the rock. That that Mandy had, and 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 that's the the pure squishiness. Every time those guys uh, moved, it felt like they were. Like yeah, the yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, they they had this like organic armor 
Uh, yeah, but so, there, there was somebody in a sound booth doing and a like, spiked dildo too. Yeah, what's it called? Like audio overlay or whatever. Uh, uh, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about like with the shotgun? They're bucket. more like the more like traditional armor and also in hobo with shotgun is revealed that they also took down jesus and joan of arc i will like to say that i as an um as a spokesperson now for nike i appreciate that that shirt is gone <laughs> i was afraid that for now some legal it action might be back. it comes back we might we might have <laughs> so uh there, there's also another movie with a demonic biker who comes straight from hell a biker um, hell rider biker, my... or uh the Ghostwriter. Oh no no. Uh, uh, well, yeah, true. Uh, yeah. Another Nick Cage film. Yeah. yeah, it's all connected. Uh, I wasn't thinking about that, but no, you're you're correct. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a good reference, actually. Like he was that, the bad that, guy. That would be, that would be good for yeah. for later when we talk this about. This is the sequels. origins of Ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Ghostwriter is a prequel to uh, Fast and Furious Seven. No, no, no. no. Uh, Drive Angry, where <laughs> oh. Nick Cage comes uh, back from hell a third time and to, to oh. rescue Amber Heard. And, oh, from shitting and in the bed. This is, and this yeah. right here okay, is a live. This is a is, yeah. this is a, a a live mask uh, of Nicolas Cage uh, prop screen used in Drive Angry, and they flip a car. That shit turned upside down. Mm. So you got Nick Cage sitting on the couch back there, waiting to be uh, cast in one of my main productions. Serious, Dan. Yeah. Um, you, you see my you see my couch, my casting couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, there Nick, it is. I got yeah. Nick, Flipper was my first client, all right. And you saw how things worked out for them. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but anyway, like I was like I was saying that there's another movie with uh, a demonic hell biker. Yeah, I, I didn't think about Ghost Rider and and uh but another one that also has Nick Cage in the movie, uh, a little movie called Raising Arizona. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. He was demonic uh, in that. Yeah, the biker. Remember, he, he he says that he has a dream of the biker that that comes straight from hell, and it shows him like shooting a bunny, and, and, and like when he rides his bike, there's like flames left behind. Yeah, I honestly just remember John Goodman breaking out of prison, and then the the baby well, kidnapping scene. You should rewatch it. I have a VHS. I will. I will. That there, there is a biker that comes straight from hell that is just like the bikers and Mandy. That is just like the bikers and Hobo with a shotgun. And, and thank you. Yes. And Ghost Rider. <laughs> can, can we all agree that John Goodman looks great with that like curly fifties haircut though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with that. Come on. Uh, but what, what else uh, about Mandy? Um, I, I've got. Uh, this scene right here. Also, was that video on the TV just looped? <laughs> yeah. I love his facial expressions. <laughs> Just reminds me of Bruce I Campbell. think in, in this movie, yeah, more than it does. Yeah. Well, uh, his face being red with blood helps emphasize the white teeth. Mm-hmm. I think they purposely didn't put yeah. any blood on the teeth. You know. Yeah, that's right. True, true. true. Got to show he's still handsome after all. Also, that he doesn't smile when he kills. He's very serious, but he only smiles afterwards, right? He's a very yeah. pretty man. 
Yeah, and then there's the scene behind me here, where at the very end, when he when he kills Jeremiah and his cult, and he gets in the car and he looks over and he sees Mandy and she's just smiling there, mm-hmm. and then you just—it's it, pretty much an hallucination. This is what you see: is yeah. just this insanity, right? <laughs> yeah, how do you keep his eyes from getting bloody too? Like they're you squint them real hard. Does that work? It's how, like, in every zombie movie where they mutilate zombies, bloods everywhere, but just somehow they don't ingest enough to turn into one, I guess, you know? They're saying he turned into a hippie not, if he not in the eyes, blood. Not in the mouth. It's all protected. All right. Uh, now, oh, I was going to ask a question. I was going to yeah. say, you know, I kind of mentioned before that there's, like, heavy references to, like, other movies throughout this kind of mentioned, uh, uh, Blue Velvet kind of talked about that. Uh-huh. We have ghoulies with Cheddar Goblins. Uh, what were some of the other references that you guys really liked? I know you obviously, Ian, have a particular one involving chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up and ask you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the turns have tabled. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, yes, the, the one that she's referring to, uh, they definitely referenced Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not one, but two. Um, also a Dennis Hopper one, like Blue Velvet. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 where, of course, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaw is in the name, and you have Leatherface with a chainsaw. And so you have Dennis Hopper, who plays this character, Lefty, who, who he wants to go fight Leatherface, and he's trying to get in the mind of the killer. So he goes to a, a chainsaw dealer. And tries out all these different chainsaws. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is that where you go if you want to get buzzed? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's a professional. <laughs> right. And uh, so he's like, it's kind of like in Pulp Fiction where he goes, he's in the pawn shop and he's like, picks up the hammer. It's like, this will work. Oh, wait, no. There's a baseball bat. This will work. Oh, hey, a chainsaw. Oh wait, a sword. And it's like that, but they're all chainsaws. And and so he's like, this chainsaw will work. No, this chainsaw will work. And then there's like this big, huge, long one. He's like, yeah, I'm taking that. And then so and Mandy, we see the chainsaw fight, and I love the reveal of the long chainsaw. He's like, I got this chainsaw, and the other guy is just like, oh yeah, check this out. And then he picks up chainsaw, and you're like, oh shit, he's got a chainsaw. We're gonna have a chainsaw fight. But then he's like, drags it out, and you see how long it is. Yeah, and man, that was dope. You know what that makes me think of? I don't know why. I just got the the visual of in '89 Batman when uh-huh. the Joker pulls out the very long yeah. pistol to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of a similar reveal. Like you see yeah. the pistol. And they're like, okay, cool. He's it just keeps coming out. I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do with that pistol against that fucking airplane, but mm. and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just made me think of that. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that fight scene, especially how Nick Cage really worked well on the inside to to use the sh- the short blade to his advantage of, of his uh mm-hmm. you know seemingly inferior chainsaw. Mm-hmm. But when when the blades dropped and the the LSD meth monster biker guy said like, "Oh shit, let me pick up the short one." That he was kicking my ass with the short one. Yeah. Now I can win. And Nick Cage was like, "Oh, now I have the long one." And he fucking you know yeah. you stayed away and used that shit like a like a pro. 
picking them apart. Yeah. From not the not not the biker, but the the cult guy, yeah. the hippie. Was it the a hippie guy with the chainsaw? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so why are these bikers hanging out with these hippies? I think that's another. Question. Well, no, they're not. They, they called the hippies. I don't know why they're even there. That that's they I never think, explained it. The yeah. hippies had a dog whistle. That was it. Yeah, that, they called. didn't. They didn't need them at all. Dude, you think it's they, some soiling rain them. shit? Where like the so, hippies bring uh people that they sacrifice to them and yeah, they use yeah, the people exactly. to make, well, that's make what, the super acid. Let, let, let mm. me explain. So they call them. They're like, we need this girl. So we need these bikers to to get her for us, which they didn't really need to at all, but they did. So they call. They use the whistle. The guys come, and then he hands them the jar of acid, and and they're like, "We need you to do something." And they're like, "Blood for blood." So yeah, there's no problem. So they sacrifice one of their own in order for them to get Mandy. And oh, you're right. So the bikers don't make the acid. The bikers no, the no. The, the bikers the get yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. It, yeah, it, they you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to follow. You really got to think. Yeah, out loud. Richard Brake. Uh, who who is the guy who kills Thomas Wayne and Batman Begins? He's also in a bunch of Rob Zombie movies. Uh, he he's the chemist. He makes the acid. He works. He's not with the hippies, but he like works with them. So like when Nick Cage comes and he sees them, he's like, "Fuck, they they messed you up bad." Uh, they, they're over here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go north. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. They did you wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. So like he's he's just kind of neutral, but like they they buy the acid from them and then they give the acid to the bikers, the black skulls, uh, and so and they say blood for blood. So they they're like okay. So then the bikers they they get Mandy, just pretty much take her out of bed. That's all <laughs> they do. And and then uh, they're like, all right, have have uh, uh, have the fat kid, and then <laughs> just yeah. give. It. So, and, go ahead. Since the acid dealer pointed the direction to where the cult leader was, isn't he technically responsible for his death? So not only did he cause his death in Batman Begins, but mm. he caused it in this movie too. Mm. Fuck you, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a multiverse. You get what yeah. you fucking deserve. This is a multiverse. Batman's yeah. dad is doing this. Yeah. <laughs> In another universe, he's a rich billionaire who got to be another. There's got to be a third. Hey, either be- way, he, he's he's a cult leader. Do you think the cult leader also <laughs> has a son named Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> like in credits, if you stay to the end, you just see Bruce. Like, where's my dad? <laughs> oh, no, but I, that, I, I like, I like ooh, that, that would make a good sequel. <laughs> the, 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 the end credits themselves were great because it, it was the first time in the film where everything just went silent, yeah. and you're just like, oh shit! It gives you that oh shit, and juxtaposed with the with the opening credits where it's just like a beautiful but yet melancholic, yeah. solemn forest. Then you're listening to King Crimson while dudes cut down trees. Yeah, I, you know? I love I love the King Crimson song. Oh, it's great intro, great intro. Yeah, um, and, and then yeah, and, and we we find out that this is 1983 because when he's driving home, uh, you hear Ronald Reagan on the radio, and he's like, "Turn that shit off." <laughs> yeah, something about uh about abortion too. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was like an abortion speech, and and 
I, I too I wrote down that the words from that speech because I was gonna look it up, but then it, it also has the cut scene where it says like 1983, haha, in case you couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like I feel like they led too many breadcrumbs there. Which just, uh it is interesting because his other film over or Beyond the Black Rainbow also takes place in 1983. Mm. Uh, this is like a year that that I think is real significant to the director. Like he was a kid. Yeah. How old, like, how old is he? How, how old was he in 1983? He's probably like 12, right? Possibly younger, maybe around that age. Like and, some formative year, right? Yeah, and he, apparently he already had like the ideas of Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow in his head. He was just like, "These are the movies I'm going to make one day." And around, I guess 1983, he decided that. So he, he, he was, made uh, good on his promise. He was born in '74, so he was he was nine years old in '83. Mm. So I'd say I'd say it's a formative a year. Big director. I mean, yeah, you kind of have your mindset on probably doing movies. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's really good. Uh, what we said earlier is very different from um, Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. And like every <laughs> way you can imagine. I can't think of a way that they're similar. I mean, there's people in both movies. So <laughs> things happen. You know, they, say, they speak yeah. English. So, yeah. yeah. But there's some why, revenge why, that goes people, on. People die. How, why'd, you yeah, have, why'd, you, why'd you have such a hard time remembering the name of that movie? Was it because you were Tombstoned? I, I wish I could say yes. I mean, you know, that, that, that's a good one. Sir. That's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I've literally been sitting on that one for about an hour. All right. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> paid off. Congrats. Yeah. All right. right well, I guess um, does anybody else have, have anything you want to bring up? Oh, actually, no. Spectre Vision. Let's go back to Spectre Vision. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's dive into that real quick. Um, so, Production House? Yeah. Yeah. So, like we said, it's Elijah Wood's production company. Everybody, th- if you think, if you say, you know, Elijah Wood, everybody will think, oh, the Hobbit, or not the Hobbit, but he's the Hobbit in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he, yeah Frodo. Frodo. It's like a little old Frodo, <laughs> and that that's really like all you really know about him. But if you follow his movies after that. And they're all horror movies. Like, I mean, Sin City is not really a horror movie, but his character in Sin City is very horrific. Um, you, you know, and then you have he was in a movie where he plays a serial killer shortly after that. And uh, The Good Son was a horror movie. Yeah, yeah like Tech, that. Yeah, it was. Tech- <laughs> you know, I mean, it's about a, a, a murderous child. Se- yeah, would be seven or eight? Did right. Nine? I don't know. And, yeah, the uh, same year as the director was the year this movie was based in. How about that? Oh, How about that. Oh, boom! Coincidence? <laughs> I think another connection. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and, and uh, he he just had a movie that come out a couple years ago that was kind of a horror movie, slightly kind of. He finds out that his dad is like a serial killer, and it's actually not his dad. But. Oh. Uh, that's kind of a spoiler. Uh, what's it called? It's like, come on, man! Gonna keep spoiling movies. Movie. The third movie got spoiled. This whole really thing. after Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, I, I didn't. I watched like oh, yeah, one right. of Wilfred, um, or Wilford. Oh uh, yeah, Dog on FX. Yeah. yeah, um, that went for a couple of years. But it's like I was talking about I earlier. About you know, I felt like he had peaked around Lord of the Rings. He peaked really early, and uh-huh. he's. He's just, he's Elijah Wood. He has one or two types of characters he's going to get stereotyped into, and that's it. And so that's what I was saying. I think it was a really good move on his part to invest in his own production company to become mm-hmm. 
a director. Oh, he's the creative director of the company. So, you know, he's he's mm-hmm. the EP on every project that rolls out. So smart move right. on his part. Um, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're all really good movies, too. I've only uh, seen the two the two Nick Cage ones, so I will have to dive into it a little bit. I uh, this, yeah, what what were he what did Cooties, which okay. is which he was actually in that movie too. Like most of them, he's not in <laughs> Cooties. He was, and that was in an early Spectre Vision film. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about a zombie. It's a zombie apocalypse movie, but it's only like it's kids, like only mm-hmm. kids get affected, and adults oh. don't. So it's like so that's why it's called cooties because you, you, yeah, <laughs> so like only kids are zombies and mm. so it's just like all these adult all, all these teachers in a the school they're like what the fuck's going on? Oh, what was <laughs> like that? Kids. What was that one? Uh, what is it? Manic? I think is that the movie? Is that the name of maybe it? Or Maniac? Maybe it's Maniac. Oh, Maniac! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a serial yeah. killer one. That, that was that his too? Like in in this. Production no, 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 this is way before Spectre Vision. Oh, okay. Um, they only been around what twelve years, about 11? yeah, something like yeah. It, it's relatively pr- pretty recent. But this is the one that did that superhero one that we yes. Together, uh, right? I was gonna bring up yeah. So last year on my old podcast, yeah, you you joined for that yeah, and we we did Arch Enemy. Yeah, it's uh, Arch Enemy came out probably about two and a half years after Mandy did. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's it, that one was wasn't really as well uh, noticed as mm-hmm. Mandy or Color Out of Space. Uh, that that one, yeah, nobody really knew about it. Like like when Mandy and Color Out of Space came out, it, by word of mouth, they were just instant cult classics. But yeah. uh, Arch Enemy, nobody really like well, knew it existed. Part of that is probably because Nick Cage does carry weight on True. getting that yeah, stuff. That, that's yeah, that's probably it. And Nick Cage was actually supposed to be the the superhero in Arch Enemy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they I, got I don't a, know. What's his name? I think he did. Didn't he play uh, in the Arrow TV show? He was the, the villain in that. Of, uh, oh, the season. The, Deathstroke? Yeah. He was a Deathstroke? Yeah. Oh, Deathstroke. And he he was also uh, Flash Joe Thompson Manganiello and, or some man, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, he played uh, Flash Thompson in, in Spider Man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, early on. Yeah, uh, he did a great job. I'm I'm glad yeah, he, he did good. Uh, he did good, but his yeah. name's not gonna like get yeah, exactly. that. Not he, like Nick Cage. He he does have somewhat of a cult following, but like yeah, very little. Uh, I I really enjoyed Arch Enemy. I a lot of people have done it. Or not a lot. Was, a lot of people haven't seen it. But. I'd say we, when we reviewed it, I think everybody was pretty positive. I think Renee joined me for that one. He yeah, was also yeah. one of my uh, co-hosts on the uh, my podcast. So, I mean, I want to say we were all pretty positive on it. Was that a so bad it's good or was it just straight up a genuinely good film? It, it was good. It, it, it was definitely yeah. a different take on a superhero type movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it still has the superhero beats. And uh, I think that's the one. Even Paul Shear had a really interesting. Yeah, uh, I loved his part. On a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was actually a pretty decent watch. Yeah, but basically, like the gist of it is, it's a it even had those color palettes and like yeah. uh, even comic scenes in it, like how this movie did. Yeah, you know, a bit of that too. Right. Yeah, it was probably the same animator. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's the thing that Spectre Vision does is that a lot of their movies that they, they have like not necessarily that animation, but the color palettes. Mm-hmm. Like, like Daniel Mandy isn't is real. Like the yeah, biggest one. Yeah, Daniel isn't real. Had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mandy is definitely the biggest, most intense one. Uh. Color also color out of space, 
with that like really crazy pink light and uh but arch enemy is probably like the third in that line of of big huge neon colored lights uh but yeah the gist is it's uh it's a superhero from like a comic book dimension kind of thing who is so powerful he punches through time and space and creates like a a wormhole or like a black hole and then travels into the like the our dimension and then he loses all of his powers and just lives as a hobo on the street for 15 years he's like i'm a superhero and everybody's like yeah right whatever and he loses all of his powers and everything and it does play up like you don't know if he's actually lying or not because Mm -hmm. he's telling the story and he's saying this stuff and at the end there's a reveal if it's true or not we won't spoil this one i guess but um there is a reveal about that but it does play up this idea is is he just a crazy person or is he actually because there's little things that happen throughout the movie that are like maybe he's not just crazy or uh, maybe he just is a drug addict like it's kind of yeah yeah, there's a part where he does a bunch of meth, and then he's like, "I'm a fucking super." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of goes Punisher. He's, he kind of become he goes from Superman to becoming like Methhead Punisher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I definitely I, I recommend that movie. I recommend most Spectre Vision movies. Um, there's another Nick Cage movie. I, I don't think it's Spectre Vision. This one confuses me. Uh, it's The Prisoner of Ghostland. It came out. That is not, it's, it's not Spectre Vision. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but like the thing is that it says the producer of Mandy and Color Out of Space. It like, might have. You watch the trailer. It might have been a singular producer that just yeah, happened to be I the guess guy so. that. He might be the. He might be the. A lot of times you'll see these A-list actors. They'll tag team with like one or two creative producers or directors. Like mm-hmm. that's the first person that they bring a project to if they find one. Because that's how. That is how they. Uh, they sold the movie. It's like if you like Bandy and Keller out of space, like check this movie out. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, it's not Spectre Vision, Ian. Mm. <laughs> Duh, man. <laughs> I see him too. Uh, what, what was the um, the Wonderland movie that he did? Willie's Willie's Wonderland. Wonderland. That was awesome. Yeah. Not I, Spectre that, Vision. I still haven't That's seen good. that one actually. What? That was hilarious. Yeah, I know. Great. I laughed my ass off. But we were originally going to have that be the first episode on this show. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know what they did with that one too is they kind of they held him back from being crazy Nick. He was they like, yeah. No, "Yeah, don't what do crazy he, Nick." What was he eating every time he'd go to the pinball machine on his breaks? It was a what, soda. Oh, he, he was a soda. Grape it was like soda. A, a drink. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, grape yeah. soda. That's right. Okay. Hey, 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 guys, 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 guys. All right, I don't know how deep y'all consider spoilers to be spoilers, but if I get like an inkling of a plot line before I can see the movie, actually, I think that 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 takes away part of my own sense of discovery. So I really appreciate. I know we're going on a bunch of a, a tangent, tangent of a bunch of different movies, but can we please get back to Mandy? I think it deserves right. our full, yeah. undivided attention. <laughs> it, it really does because I, I'm, I've been I've been holding on to this. Like it, it, it's like if you have to like pee for a long time and you're just holding it in like all day and then you finally get to like this, this is my release. I can't do that <laughs> if I if I take like two steps, I will pee myself. So. I don't get to experience that joy anymore. Yeah, yeah, Ian, she's pregnant. What's your excuse? (laughs) (laughs) This guy pisses more than my grandpa's cocker spaniel. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, Anyway, um, Mandy. Back to Mandy, guys. 
<laughs> what what haven't we talked about? Oh, uh, why isn't the talk- song "Mandy" by uh, Barry yes. Manilow in this? Did <laughs> expect it? I expected it. It just doesn't fit the theme, man. It told it would be the perfect. Now, if they covered music. it, if they got a yeah. doom metal band to cover yep. it, that yeah. would be that, that would have been dope. Been cool. Yeah, add some stuff in there. Yeah. All right, who's got the best singing voice? And tell me, how do you think that might sound? <laughs> oh God. Johnny has. has uh, I, I, I need to. Play, I need to play the song Mandy again to. Um, can you goes, sing the, oh, the chorus? We'll, 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 we'll do well, that for the. Uh, for the that's right. Let me. I'll listen to Took you away, oh Mandy. You got to do a metal voice, Johnny. Yeah, give it to it. Give it to Ian. Give it. Give it to Ian. Ian probably remembers it up top of his head. You're killing it. You know. Well, you came and you came what you want to. Hey, you know, some, some little, yeah. little death in there, you know. Hey, man, into that. Uh, actually, hold on. I can't do. Uh, I can't do the high screams very well anymore. I'm too old. Can anybody do the high screams? Not no? anymore. Not since no, my balls dropped. No when old metal core it, kids. Okay. <laughs> All right, now do it. <laughs> oh, Mandy. When you came and you said that you loved me, but they took you away. <laughs> kind of fits. It really does fit, dude. I know it's about yeah. his dog or whatever. But uh, well, it anyway, is there anything that I mean? We pretty much covered the movie. Yep. Uh, uh, wait, Bree, did you say Cheddar Goblin earlier? And I and I think I missed yeah. it. Yeah. I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry for not picking up on that. Oh no. That was, good. That was such a great commercial. Like, yeah, I, I loved was it. Great. It just. A goblin yeah. literally throwing up mac and cheese on children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was amazing. I laughed. Now, actually, uh, now check this out. Um, on uh, New Year's, not this past New Year's, but the one before 2021, uh, when we were like balls deep in the pl- pandemic and Ugh. like nobody was like doing parties or anything alamo draft house they kind of took advantage of this and they did a live stream of mandy on new year's 2021 and it was hosted by cheddar goblin hell yeah (laughs) so pretty much what you do is you go to the alamo website and you uh you buy a ticket like you would normally do for a theater but it's it's live stream so it gives you a code so you can watch the movie live stream and then, uh, and it gives you like a little like kind of video game map of Alamo Draft House, and you go and like chat with other people and stuff, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. Um, and, and then they're like, okay, at ten o'clock the movie starts, and then it was like I said, hosted by Cheddar Goblin, and it was like the Goblin from the commercial was like. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, here's the movie and stuff, and which was pretty cool. Uh, when Arch Enemy came out, they did a very similar thing where it was like that live stream thing with uh, the same thing, but like the director and the actor, the uh, Joe Manganiello or whatever, uh, that they were like doing a Q and A online. It was really cool. So like Spectre Vision and Elmo Draft House are working together, which, which makes sense That's because cool. they're both based in Austin. Yeah. So, yeah. Spectre uh, Spectre Vision's out of LA. Oh, is it? Well, Elijah Wood lives in Austin. Does he have a place there? I can uh, see that. Yeah. You gonna break uh, into his house when you get your new job, Ian? 
You know it. <laughs> dude, give me the ring. Dude, give, give, I'm sure he's got a prop ring in there somewhere, man. Give, give me that shit. <laughs> he probably does. You know, if you, if you like film a movie, you get to keep like props and shit. Yeah, dude. Um, one, one, one. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's move on to now that we're an hour and a half into this. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, the the next segment where uh, we, we do the pre- the sequels, the prequels, the remakes. The uh, now, uh, yeah, usually you know that's what we do. Since Seth, you come from your podcast where you talk about video games and comics and stuff. I gave you a special. Uh, I got prompt. one for you. Okay, which is if you can make Mandy a video game, what would that video game be like? Well, it would uh, it'll probably get banned. But are y'all familiar with Postal? Mm-hmm. The movie? Yes. No, well, no, the, yeah. the video the game, game where the, video the postal game. service worker goes postal and kills all the. That was the first. No, nah, right? not exactly. You play as the dude. Uh, it's it's more in in lane of like that concept of going postal and shooting everybody. So, the first game, you're going through and you're killing all these monsters and stuff like that. And then what you realize at the end of the game, spoiler, is, uh, <laughs> you realize that you're actually insane and all these like demons and stuff like that that you've been killing were actually like kids in a school and yeah. like you know other shit like that's really fucked up and it is kind of like an interesting look at insanity in that sense in a very hmm. uh you know exaggerated way um so my idea would be you're a member of the drug cult and you would go around and you would be on acid and so everybody would look like monsters or like people you'd have to kill and you would collect their blood for acid making from the machinists and you would also kidnap women and bring them to the, to okay. the cult for you know nasty stuff good stuff fun stuff whatever you want to call it to expand their minds dude yeah yeah, they just gonna expand their minds and other parts of them. Uh, well. That would that would be um, great if we found out this whole time. Seth never watched the movie. Yeah, <laughs> never watched it. You caught me. Um, but yeah, so you would play as a cult member who would have to go and help build the cult, gather more women, and collect blood from people victims you kill. And in your mind, you're thinking, you're looking, and like, oh, these are bad people. You're doing this. You're saving these women, and you're beating these monsters. And actually, you're just killing random people. You find out the end. You've been in on acid the whole time, and all these women uh-huh. are slaves. And like, it's just you're the ending of the game is horrific as fuck. <laughs> you've just been doing the worst shit possible. And of course, the last boss you have to fight is Nick Cage. So it's a mm. twist on it for sure. Like it's not oh, shit. exactly yeah. mold into it, but like you end up trying to kidnap Mandy and have to fight uh, Nick Cage at the end. So that nice. Would be, that would be that, nice. that's cool. Nice. Mad I, I like that. Dog. <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, it might get banned. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know that. Like that. That's like nothing compared to like GTA and shit. Well, on PC games, well, it depends. Like, so PC games, they let you do almost whatever. There was a game on PC called Hatred. Oh, literally, yeah. You know about that, right? Yeah. yeah the controversy. Yeah. Whew. What about what about a JFK Reloaded? Remember that one? Yeah. No, I don't. No. It was it, it, it was a game uh, in like 2002 or something. Uh, you download and you you played as a uh, uh, the guy who assassinated JFK, and and you you had to like if in there was a promotion like if you could recreate the exact trajectory, 
mm. and of, of the bullet that killed him, the then shit. they give you like a million dollars or something. Mm, okay, CIA. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna catch you on this time. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely like a MK Ultra, you know. Yeah. But on the digital side, like let's let's mm. try to find the most advanced uh, mouse yeah. clicker and put him put him to work as a drone flyer. You know, that was real. They did that. Or uh, <laughs> they're trying to find the actual shooter. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, he no. got it right. <laughs> Arrest him. <laughs> hey, hey! The, the call's coming from inside the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But uh, but but yeah, that's I like your video game, man. If I would personally, I would want to, I would want to see it like as a Guitar Hero game. I, I want to play Mandy <laughs> Guitar Hero Edition. That would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> One button, dude. I can just, I can, I can drink a beer while I'm playing. Yeah, you just hit one button. Uh, <laughs> just hold it for like five minutes, and then you're like, like the Grr. equivalent of doing tequila for karaoke. You say one word like every couple minutes. You play one Perfect. note every couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be real. We're all slackers here. Uh, at least people will play my game. <laughs> uh, who who else has something? Or Seth, do you have also have a movie idea? I, I I told you already. Mine already came up. Uh, it, you know, we find out that Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, we, and this is yeah, like dude. the dark multiverse. And dude, way, uh, way to plant that. Way to plant yeah. that early. I like that. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Yeah. Like, he, um, knew he, he knew he had one answer. He couldn't answer them both, so he so he hid the first answer yeah. earlier. <laughs> so he still got away with both. Hey answers. man, I knocked it Fucking, out the park. So dude, y'all go ahead. A true, a true professional. Yeah, let's see what you got. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you uh, want to you want to hear my idea for a sequel? Yeah, I do. Yes. All right. So uh, the, 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 we got to follow the origins of the the children of the new dawn, and it starts okay. out with with a with a Jeremiah as a child, okay, and he's growing up, and we're gonna we're gonna model this after the life of uh, God. Somebody help me out here. The the guy from Waco. What was his name? Oh damn David it, David yeah. Koresh. David Koresh. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. So we're gonna. I know a little too much. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had it. It was on the tip of the back of my tongue. So, yeah. so we were going to model it after David Koresh. So, so he's coming up as like a seventh day Adventist, and you see like the his trajectory where people are like, "Oh, he has visions. He sees things," and then slowly he starts developing a following as as, as he gets older, and uh, and then, you know. We see that we see him meeting up with the biker gangs. We see like like the biker gangs are actually his like old childhood friends who he went to like church with, but they, they ended up going down the wrong side of the track, you know. And then and and then he's and then and then they uh, I get you know we, we you 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 could you could follow it from there. I think you, know? you got to <laughs> add in something though because like he's getting a following right, but. Okay, something's okay. got to happen in it to to actually disrupt that because when we meet him in this movie he has like four people as his followers like he doesn't really have Dude, a following i thought that was so. because that's how many people you fit in a van like yeah, that's why they so. maybe that's, that's why, limitations <laughs> that's why they sacrificed the, the 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 dude that looked like a grown version of the kid from bad santa right yeah they sacrificed him because there was not going to be a seat for the woman yeah. that he wanted to and also on the bus. billy bob thornton wasn't anywhere around so you definitely can get rid of, get rid of that kid <laughs> dude, dude, what if that's what if that's the the start of bad santa three and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's Billy Bob saving that kid's life. He's like, you fucking dumbass. Come on. Oh, let's no, go, let's go make some money, rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd 
<laughs> Bad Santa three, dude. Write it down. That's it, a, it, it just starts with that exact same like yeah. frame for frame. So, so Ian, my answer <laughs> is bad. An- my, my answer is bad Santa three. Okay. <laughs> you got to give me co-writing for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Okay. I can uh, go ahead, Marie. Go, please. Oh, okay. All right. So I got two. Uh, one is just kind of like goofy and didn't require any thought. And then the second one's a little more serious. Okay. So the goofy one, uh, one of my favorite prompts is uh, take any movie and replace everybody but one character with Muppets. Um, so obviously <laughs> Nick Cage is the only human. Everybody else is a Muppet. Uh, obviously. Um, obviously. <laughs> um, but my serious one is I want to know more about like the Black Skulls, um, I'd okay. like to know more of an origin story, except add kind of like a more paranormal twist to them instead okay. of, oh, yeah, you're, they're just hopped up on Super LSD. So I guess that could maybe go into like part of a remake as well. Like explore their origins. Like why did they specifically come to this one small town um, near Crystal Lake uh, is what they uh, called it. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that uh, was oh, yeah. another. Yeah, that was another reference. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting um, about that. And so I'd I'd like to know more about like why did they converge on this one extremely small town and uh how did they gain what ideally would be their paranormal powers? Like, did they make a pact with the devil? Is that why they actually require human blood? Because I wanted to see them like drinking fucking human blood, you know, mm-hmm. like be actual fucking demonic. Uh, so I'd like to see a prequel with that. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. That, that that would be great. Um, do you have any other ideas other than that? Or? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, I, I agree that that would be great. Uh, Johnny. Uh, so mine's more in the veil of Mandy is definitely, <laughs> an intricate part of the world of the film, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to maybe focus on Spectre Vision and the making of the company, Elijah Wood's transition from where he was at to that. But here's where Mandy comes in. So we kind of see, it's an origin story. We see kind of uh-huh. kind of like the veil of the, the disaster artist a little bit. Um, we come through, you know, eight years later from the inception of the company and uh, they're making Mandy and we're going through the whole process. And Nicolas Cage's, performance in that in the restroom when he breaks down and and all that opens people's eyes to they're like oh nick cage is back this guy might actually be able to act with some good direction and not an absurdist insane script um maybe we can make something out of this so after that they come in and they create a sequel to mandy which is just about the guy's life afterwards um i don't have the details on that particular film but that gives him more credit. Then Spike Johns jumps into the picture and resurrects yeah. resurrects Bean John Malkovich basically and does a <laughs> Nick Cage version of it. And it's basically oh, uh, Nick Cage playing himself, watching himself win an Oscar. While in real life, it's his performance of a lifetime and he wins a fucking Oscar. So it's two levels, well, three levels of inception, yes. I guess, whatever. Um, and he actually does win it. So hopefully he would win the Oscar for a movie that he won an Oscar in the movie which would be awesome. Um, and so all these things are just, they're going amazing. You know, the, the, the third, his, his third act is going great. Spectre vision's doing really well. And then it's just a close up shot of Elijah Wood's eyes and they open and you see that it's Frodo Baggins and <laughs> buck ass naked in bed with a, just a little lambskin on him. And uh, he turns over Samwise, buck, buck ass naked in bed right next to him, okay. turns over and he's like, he's like, what's, what's wrong, Mr. Frodo? Everything, everything. All right. And he just, you know, puts his hand on Sam's face and he goes, 
I just had the craziest dream. End credits. <laughs> wow. That's it. I figured you'd like that one, Ian, since every oh. single one of your fucking jokes on Facebook is that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, being John Malkovich is like in my top 10 favorite movies. Of all I, time. I would love to see them beats remake Mandy. it with, with Nicolas Cage being the John Malkovich. You know, you know, you know what's no really said. okay? Wait, wait, Johnny, who's the director? That, that, Spike Jones. He did her and um, being John Malkovich. Um, adaptation. I, I, Adaptation. Is that, is that that's not that's which Spike. is the cage movie, by the way? Exactly. Wait, that's not like is, is John's not Jones? It's John's, yeah. J O N E Z. He he produced all the Jackass movies, yeah, yeah, and like a bunch of music video, like Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Are you sure? Not sure. Am I thinking of a different person? Is it not Spike? No, no, you're right. You are correct. I, 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 uh, Yes, you are. Is it Johns or Jones? Because I'm about to shoot shoot myself. It's J-O-N-Z-E. Yeah, Jones. He pronounces it Johns. Wait, okay. All right, wait, 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 wait. All right. (laughs) So when I I search on Google how to pronounce Spike Jones, this is is what it says. I always thought it was Jones myself. You hear that? (laughs) Google knows nothing. How is that that spelled? J-O-N-Z-E. Oh, okay. In every interview he's ever been in, they've introduced. I've heard him being introduced as Spike Johns. I mean, in the making oh. of the music video, uh, behind the music video shoot MTV show that used to be on. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Make, yeah, making the yeah. music video, or whatever. Sure. I, I saw one with Spike Jones. It says Spike in my in my head in my memory. I'm just trying to figure out this Mandela or this is something. It, no, you are you are right. It, it's, <laughs> it's 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 the guy. You just. I'm sorry. It. I have to harp on that. Somebody's wrong. Google's got to be right, so we'll just. It, Google said anyway. Jones. A- a- anyways, regardless of how you pronounce it, <laughs> uh, that would be the guy to no, direct. He, the he did film. Charlie's Angels, right? No, I don't know. If he no, did. I didn't I do that Charlie's one. Angels. No, I, so. I just attribute anything that looks like that to. to but he 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 did <laughs> Benjamin Malkovich. He did adaptation. He did her. He did her. He yeah. did Jackass. Movie. And he yeah, did great. a bunch of music videos. Yeah, just, what what a great track record. Yeah, yeah, he said a, he said a. All right, video. now who's getting off track and not on Mandy? Now? Yeah, for okay, real. sir, yeah. he and sir, huh? I, dude, the Johns thing Jones. blew my mind. <laughs> if it was actually Johns, I was gonna fucking just leave right now and, and go lay down on my bed and stare <laughs> at the ceiling. Mandy. If it was Johns, that you just rocked it, my anyway. fucking universe. If it's uh, been crazy, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Ian. I'm sorry. Uh, you had a great, you had a great answer that was well thought out. I'm really sorry for. <laughs> derailing off of it you, you're you're totally you didn't you didn't take away it was I, I, you I, know no uh, johnny that makes me think like what interactions has elijah woods and nick cage had like what would their interactions it's a great be question like? brie <laughs> <laughs> they're both really odd people i would yes. i would feel they just they kind of just oh, they breathe that yeah I, I don't know i don't know how it would be um any takers <laughs> I, I don't know I, awkward I, maybe i mean it would be a a weird conversation that did, would probably think, get off track pretty easily. I, I like this. I, <laughs> yeah, living I, I a living cage. Nick Cage does the crazy, and I think that uh, Elijah Woods definitely plays more of a toned down, serious role. I don't think they match the crazy. So no, would, not he's just done that. some well, weird fucking. Just, films, yeah, they're Elijah just Wood. weird. Yeah, well, living in they're living both in New Orleans. Uh, living in New Orleans, I've got, I've heard a lot of secondhand. Uh, I saw Nick Cage at a bar one time, and. Yeah. Stories mm-hmm. I've heard that too, and it's always like he does. He says some wild shit, or he does some wild shit, mm-hmm. or he like you know, it, it, it's never a quiet night with Nick Cage. And you know he has his uh, he has his tomb here. He's already paid for it. It's about two mausoleums really? away from where my mom's buried in St. Louis One mm-hmm. uh, Cemetery. 
and it's a giant pyramid. So I think oh, he, I, I think he that. really bought into that national treasure shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, did you no, have did you have a sequel uh, or a prequel in mind, uh, Ian? Because I have a sequel in mind. Uh, me or yeah, I already I'm said asking mine you because everybody yeah. said a prequel, and I had an idea for the sequel. You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Nick Cage becomes a cult leader himself after the whole experience. <laughs> yeah. He's hooked exactly. on yeah, stuff, yeah. and he becomes a cult leader himself and builds his own cult. I think Ian said right. that earlier, right? Didn't yeah, you, we, did, did, we did. We did. We did go on a yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't hear you say that one. My bad. Oh, well, I, I, we were we were like, what if he left all the other people alive and then they all worship him? Well, no, mine's different. He kills everybody. It's the same thing, but different. But he he ends up recreating his own cult because he addicted on the drug. Yeah, like he's he, starting to take that uh-huh. that drug. So he didn't keep everybody alive. He still kills everyone. It's a direct sequel to this one. Yeah, Ian, your, your yours goes. And his goes, exactly that. It's the same thing. All right. I have one. So, a series of movies, not a TV show, television series, but a series of movies in which Mandy is the third of in this franchise. The fourth one. I'll get to the first two later, but the fourth one picks up right where Mandy left off. It's probably a different director, uh, but so where Mandy leaves off, he kills Jeremiah, kills the cult, gets in his car, he's driving, he's just driving through the woods, and looks to the side of him, he sees Mandy, and then she's like kind of in his imagination. But he's just like just driving. So my movie would be the next one right after that. It would be the fourth in the series, and he just he's continuing driving, but he just drives straight into hell, and then <laughs> he he just like he drives through like flames are coming up, and then he sees all the people that he killed along the way in the past movie, and then he meets the devil. And the devil's like, you have killed the Black Skulls, a.k.a. the plague. And when you kill them, and, and I guess none of you have seen Hobo with a Shotgun, or at least the end of Hobo with a Shotgun. What happens Not when you while. kill the, the plague, the, you become one of them. And so it's the same thing, because they're the same people. So... He, also, since he took that acid, like now he killed them and he took the acid, so he totally becomes one of them. So he kind of falls into the the footsteps of Kiss. He's a knight in Satan's service. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll try to wrap this up because we've been going on for a while. So Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is Ghost Rider, but. <laughs> This Ghost Rider, maybe he sees the devil, comes back, and becomes an evangelist preacher. This, yeah, oh. this would be the third series of, of universe of movies where he'd go to hell and come back to avenge something. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he's not avenging anything. Um, and, and this movie, by the way, is called Abby. It's not Mandy, it's Abby. And Abby is the name of the sex worker in Hobo with a Shotgun who killed the one of the members of the plague and became one of them herself. So he teams up with her and they're like doing missions. I thought I, like I, thought I told you about people. this. What? God damn. 
That's what about spoiling them. Goddamn. Goddamn. Um. Anyway. So they're they're working together as these like as the plague, as the black skulls. They're they're like being called to go out and like kill somebody, capture somebody, and everything. And then he decides he he finds out that like uh, Mandy is like her souls in hell. So he like goes off course, and Abby comes with him, and they just like. Go into hell and just like kill all the demons, all the other plagues, all the other black skulls, up until they reach Mandy and he brings her with her. But at the end, it finds it finds out that like she's she is dead, so he can't bring her with her. It's pretty much the story of uh, it's it's the Greek mythology, you know, the um, story of uh, Orpheus, I think is his name, and uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so the first so like I said this is the third one the second one is probably the shotgun the first one is raising Arizona <laughs> <laughs> so nice. the dream was a prophesizing of himself yeah oh, so okay. I, I, I think that would be cool if you, you blend them all together and then, then they, they are the the things but they, they but, like fight again and then in the end he kills Satan but, he, but, but he's he, still <laughs> unable to save Mandy but he can't take he he can't take Mandy with her just like Macaulay Culkin couldn't take Christina Ricci with her when he was Casper. Exactly, right? <laughs> I get I, I get what you're saying, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that that would be Abby because Abby's with him. Uh, anyway, uh, so that that's the end of this episode. Let's rate it now. Uh, let's make it kind of quick because it's kind of going on for a while, and I know some of y'all have to go kind of soon. Um, I love this movie. It's t- it's ten out of ten. Fucking fat kids that are, are sacrificed. There you go, Seth. What do you got? Um, I I'll give it a seven. Yeah, seven out of ten snorts of uh cocaine off of some glass. Yeah, sweet, Bree. Uh, I will also give it a seven. A seven loops of the same porn gif on the TV. <laughs> All right, Ian, uh, Colt. All right, so you, like you said earlier at the beginning of this episode, I've I've, I've been on a lot of episodes recently, and it, it, if you've kept track of my ratings, I've not yet given any movie a, a perfect ten, but that's changing today because today oh, I'm giving sweet. I'm giving Mandy ten, uh, lead singer of Aviary who looks just like Jeremiah's. Oh wow! And that's so eighties. It's just like this. It's it's this. It's this one right here. If you can't tell, this is. Oh, I can tell. A true hair band. (laughs) I can tell. Yeah, that's that's aviary for you. Sweet. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like I, I thought that you you would. I I wanted to bring you in those because I thought you would really enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and like I said, I enjoyed it more when I realized it was meant to be listened to as an album as opposed to viewed as yeah. a movie. All right, cool. Uh, I invite you to watch Beyond the Black Rainbow and tell me how you feel about that. Yeah, I invite you to suck my dick. What about that, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who I do not invite to watch Black Rainbow because I know he'll hate it is Johnny. You will hate that movie. Pro- like, pro- probably, probably safe. Probably safe to assume that. Uh, no, yeah, you know, on this one, you know, everything was, was pretty solid. There wasn't a ton of glaring. We- there weren't a ton of glaring weaknesses. 
um the soundtrack you know me i'm not a giant fan of any type of like heavy metal or electronica i'll listen to it I, but okay. it's not my favorite um but it worked perfectly for this film i mean i couldn't i couldn't think of another genre that would have worked better um so i'd give it i'd give it a seven out of ten too i'd give it seven times i would have gone back to rewatch scene pinhead big hell racer man i don't know i don't have a good one today. <laughs> that, so that was a good one. that was a good one but like kind of good appreciate uh, best best one all right cool well uh yeah th- thanks everybody for joining that'll do it for this episode of Colin trash horror movie grind next week we are doing a movie called tokyo gore police oh nice um does he, has anybody seen that movie before brie have you seen it i have not but i've seen enough of it from the group that i have an idea oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i bet you have um I, so i'm gonna somebody tell me what the plot is based on the title uh Following a recent assassination of former Prime Minister of Japan, a group <laughs> of a sub-aquatic uh, transdermal uh, special agents seeks to out the destroyer, which was to the public revealed to be a normal man who had a personal infraction with the Prime Minister, but in fact in, is actually a secret cohort of uh, Tokyo underground Yakuza crime syndicates that... <laughs> fight for the rights of every man you missed the oh. joke you should you should have said it was hideo kojima because that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, a oh, real oh. thing oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah also also there's a metal gear in there somewhere yeah there's a full no, size there's a full size metal gear people up. said that the assassination was performed by hideo kojima <laughs> wow. they, were, they had to make a statement to any and to anyone who played Metal Gear Solid 2 to its completion, that makes complete sense. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, that's what I think your your next movie's about. All right. There you go. You, you pretty guy. much nailed it. I, yeah, to I'm be honest. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll check in next week to see what that's about. See how close he was. <laughs> um. Check out Seth on Who's Next podcast. Uh, I I was I was kind of the funny thing is that like Johnny and Jacob and Ian we, they all come from or Jacob's not here but he was last time. Uh, they all come from podcasts that are on hiatus and the funny thing is your podcast was also on hiatus. So I just got a bunch of hiatus <laughs> podcasts on the show. Well, yeah, yeah, you did. Got to feed the fix. Mine's, yeah. mine's back though. We just released uh, an episode. Oh, okay. Moment Cav. Um, and I'm recording again this Saturday night. The guys are coming by to do a movie one. So um, we're still split up one games, one movie. So, we're kind of back in it. I'm also streaming Sammy Savage 88. I've been doing some uh, Ninja Gaiden and uh, Like a Dragon. So, Are you still doing uh, hard mode only? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing Ninja Gaiden on the hardest difficulty right now. Wow, what it kills, uh, man. The original That's Xbox. Up. The original Xbox one. Uh, not, not the old uh, NES one. Not yet, at least. I'll, I'll probably go back to that. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, there's a group that Seth created called Hard Mode Only where he like streams. And not just him, but other people stream playing video games on the hardest mode. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I need to kind of bring that back around again. It's been a little dormant recently, with especially with the move and everything. It's just been, yeah. um, been a right. bit. Now things are getting back 
to normal, so I'm trying to get back. And then I got a I got a job that's giving me a little more time, so I think I might be nice. able to get a little more. Nice. Going on. Uh, I, we were talking about. I'm not sure exactly if I'm going to do it or not, but I was thinking about doing Tank Girl, and I I was thinking about bringing you in for that. Yeah, you bring me on that. That'd be cool. Cool, because yeah, that that's a comic book movie. Yeah, uh, so that's up your alley. And it's crazy that all these podcasts are on hiatus because uh, Ian is a stoned asshole, so he's a high anus. Mm. Ah. I'm fucking <laughs> professional. I respect the shit out of you right now. Come on, man. Come on. Clap it. End, end it on that. Come on. Where, where, where can we go? Well, from here? I, 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 still ha- I still have to plug more people. They don't all get right. plugged. This joke is too good. <laughs> Only I get the plug. Uh, <laughs> I, I, another another show that's on hiatus is uh, This Is Where You Die. Uh, yes. Bree's new show on Infamous Horror, which is the same yep. uh, show. Well, what's up with that? Uh, are you coming back anytime soon? Yes. Uh, now that I have finally moved into my new place, now that I'm finally back from my vacation, uh, and hopefully soon I will finally leave my first trimester and not be throwing up every 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> my sister and I will be returning. We're going to ask Seth to join us since you are into gaming. It's oh, easy, yeah. easy fix. Uh, we've got a couple guests lined up and a couple games lined up, ready to go. Nice. And you, yeah. you're streaming through YouTube, Twitch? Uh, no, so uh, I could actually use uh, uh, StreamYard. So what I do is like I can just share a screen and just be like, okay, check this out. And then I show this screen, uh, you know, whatever I'm playing at the right time. Here. Yeah, just something like that, obviously. <laughs> uh, really exciting, you know. That, that um, is a great screen. <laughs> yeah, you know, really interesting video game. Um but the point being, like, I can stream, I can still talk on here, and then we yeah. just interact uh, while we play the game. And okay. since cool. it's horror games, like, specifically, uh, I'm not good at them because I get easily scared. My sister is way better at them. And then depending on the guests, they'll either be a weenie like me or good at them like her. But um, On the other side, like her, I actually do I, pretty well. I play I'm a lot terrible. of horror games, and I do them with difficulty, so yeah. Like, this dude out here collecting red herbs and shit, dude. Yeah, so last game we did was uh, Phasmophobia, and so we, oh, shit, okay. during that, like, we were streaming that, and then my sister kept dying, unfortunately, but we were talking about, like, our ghost experiences, so we definitely want to do a part two and hear more ghost stories from other people. So I get yeah. a demon possession story. So yeah. Oh shit! You know yeah, that. definitely, definitely get you on. For uh, that. I caught a British ghost in a laptop once, but we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> nice. Oh shit! <laughs> True story. But yeah, sorry to go off there, but we oh, will be returning good. for sure. Sweet. And uh, Johnny, on I don't give a flick. Uh, how's that going? Yeah, well, actually, your Batman episode that you were on drops Monday, so we're coming back. Oh, okay. in a couple days. This, this episode will come out about a year, uh, a year, a month. <laughs> well, at- <laughs> either way, so for people listening in the future, we have a, a, an episode on the Batman series, so go check it out, Batman franchise. Go check yeah. it out. Um, no, I'll definitely check that out, man. Yeah. Do, do you guys do, do you guys touch on uh, Thomas Wayne's dick in it at all? Because you should. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, we do. Well, no. Uh, Here, here's the death. thing: we haven't done the. We the, have part two still. That, yeah, we, we only did part. Yeah. One, which we is all the part. like the campy so, shit. So much info. It, so that's much interesting because when I because yeah. when Thomas Wayne goes number one, he uses his dick. Which yeah. I, I think we talked so, about. So so now now we sure. have something uh, to talk about what, that's right. in the future. Would you still want to talk about like the other Batman movies, right? 
Yeah, we're, we're talking. Okay. We're talking so if you're doing, if you're doing Batman stuff, universe. if you if you need a guest, I'm always down to talk Batman. My podcast is way too much about Batman. He, he has done a lot okay. of Batman. I'll, I'll Batman is in his intro song. Yeah, I read a lot of the comics. <laughs> I read the comics. I've watched the shows, the movies. Like, yeah, cut your I'll go jib. deep on it. So. Did you cut your jib on uh, George Clooney's nipples? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a real fan here. This guy, I got a, I got a nick on my ball sack from it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, better, better than a robin. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that'll do it for this episode of Call of Trash Horror Movie Grind. Check out next week when we do Tokyo Girl Police, and uh, check out all these other people's fresh out of hiatus podcasts. Sweet. All right. Uh, are we yeah. are we doing are we doing a Patreon or we're just we we will yeah okay okay <laughs> give so, us money so, check out Patreon yeah yeah if if you care enough if you care about human beings and they're we don't have none of us have jobs none of us have actual jobs this is all we do and we're all starving well, I work for Nike so. no none of us have jobs <laughs> yeah we've already established Seth is a representative from Nike so he yeah has yeah job and, out of the group and my uncle works for Adidas you don't see me running around with a pair of shoes on Adidas okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's how they pronounce it in Boston. All right, <laughs> tell me, tell me this, tell me this. What do you? How much is the Patreon, Ian? Tell uh, I actually Patreon. don't know. It's only it's it's a dollar. It's the price of a cup of coffee. Cheaper okay. than a pair of Nikes. Cheaper than cheaper, a tank yeah. of gas. That's right. Cheap, cheaper than cheaper than what it would cost part. to feed the children that make Seth's Nikes. Uh, you could, you could watch us continue <laughs> to just fucking. You know, those children also make their iPhones, so don't get that twisted. Hell yeah! And for <laughs> for the for the price of one two thousandth of an iPhone, you can listen to us bullshit for another fifteen to twenty minutes. Exactly. Come on back, Patreon. Carpet day. <laughs> <laughs>